0: Hey, Karen. Hey, Christy. You know, I slipped on a pumpkin. Oh. Did it, um, catch you off gourd? Yeah! That's right! Hi, I'm
1: Christy, a backyard gardener from Colorado. These days, gardening has gotten very popular, and my friends and I have noticed more and more people picking our brains for tips and troubleshooting about gardening. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips, a fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong.
2: Upside Down Tulips
0: Hello gardeners. And wannabe gardeners.
1: And people who love pumpkins. Yay pumpkins. Yay
0: cucurtology! Cucuratology—that's the study of pumpkins. Pumpkins! Oh my gosh, that is a fantastic word. Cuker,
1: <laughs> Cuker as kuker. in cucumber.
0: Oh, Yeah, Because kind of, they are related; they're the same family. I know. I learned that today too. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's so punny.
1: And I love how you dressed in orange today in I honor of pumpkins. Oh, but also it's the Broncos.
0: It's you the know. Broncos, yeah, because you know I. Like pain, I think. (laughs) I like subjecting myself to it, yeah, and just watching it over and over again. Oh lordy. But I do love pumpkins and I love the color orange. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Orange gets a bad rap sometimes, I think. I don't understand why you look fantastic in orange. Thank you very much. That's kind. My beautiful oven is orange. That's right. Oh my god, I love it so much. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Orange is fabulous. I have an orange Le Crusette. I love the color orange, That's especially the original in color. the kitchen. Yes. They say too that like those warmer colors in your kitchen, the orange and the mm-hmm. yellows and the reds and those kinds of colors are um, stimulating for the appetite.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. My mother had an orange and olive green kitchen in the 1970s.
0: Oh boy. Remember that combination? Oh, do I ever. <laughs> Ours was more of a, I'm going to go with a baby diarrhea green mm, for mm-hmm. a real long time.
2: Yeah, yeah. that same color. Yeah. yeah, it
0: was really awful. <laughs> um, finally, we got rid of that at some point because, wow, that did not stimulate my appetite, I'll tell you that much. No, thank you. Well, we hope to stimulate your appetite,
1: everybody, today with all talk about pumpkins, pumpkins. How to grow them? Yes. What to do with them? Please. How to keep them lasting longer? Some fun trivia? Love it. Uh, but before that,
0: Karen, yeah.
1: how is your garden going?
0: You know, it's going really, really well. Um we've been picking our beautiful little tomatoes for salads nearly every day. We go out there and see some. And I was able to harvest enough of our San Marzanos to make an amatriciana. So that was pretty fabulous. Oh, say it again. A la matriciana. Okay. So it's a sauce with, that's so simple with, usually you use like guanquiale, which is actually a, a jaw fat um, from the pig, or oh. you can use uh, panceta. Uh, okay, gotcha. Uh, which is much easier to find. Mm-hmm. Less fatty and delicious as the guanciale, but still delicious. And then just some Marzano's and some garlic. That's awesome! Like, It's just That's not delicious. Most simple, beautiful thing in the world. Uh,
1: my uh, San Marzano Roma tomatoes are flowering. Ooh! So I don't think I'm going to get any.
0: Oh, sweet peas! Why? What happened? We talked about this last time.
1: Yeah, it was a panic buy after the hailstorm.
0: So that and makes so, some sense. I
1: mean, I've got I've got maybe a couple of Roma's that are maybe about two inches big.
0: Oh, lord. I'm-
1: so, oh, so maybe I could make one Roma of those re- – have you seen those recipes at all on YouTube or on um, TikTok, Karen, where people are cook tiny, tiny things? No. So they have the tiny, tiny stove and the tiny little pans, <laughs> and then they chop up the ingredients with their big hands, but they do it on these teeny, tiny little stoves, and they really cook it. How hilarious. And maybe boil pasta. And so I could do that with my Roma tomatoes. As what I are could these? Do tiny
0: cooking. What are these stoves? Are they like Barbie stoves? Are they Me- like. Yeah,
1: even tinier than Barbie stoves. I think they're like, and they're like, I think they, they, they must be heated with like wood or, or like a candle or something inside them. Or
0: a match, just a yeah, match. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're this- not electric. They're like, they're wow. like some sort of natural heat source. How
0: so that's what I could do with
1: my aromas. Oh,
0: I think it's a great idea. I mean, going into the miniature cooking world is yeah, just it's an a interest. Thing. It's a whole wow. That could
1: be a whole new twist on your catering business. I mean, it really
0: could be <laughs> food for fairies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would work. Anything else happening in your garden? You know, so I told you about one of our acorn squash plants yes. that I thought was going to be a beautiful zucchini, but it wasn't. It's just another acorn squash. And it's situated right next to our broccoli, which has been beautiful and thriving. But for some reason, it has some sort of mold or something on the... Mm. I can't tell. I is don't, it like powdery mildew? It is powdery mildew. Yeah. And I don't know why. That can
1: that's for, so common, and it, ha, it happens to pumpkins too. Yeah, it happens to zucchini plants, and I think especially it's prolific this year in the Denver metro area because we've had so much rain. That's what it. Must so be. what happens is that the rain hits the ground, and then all the little spores that have been living in the soil will bounce up and onto the plant, and wow. so the more more humid it is. The more ra- the harder the rain it is, the more chance you have a powdery mildew. Does that
0: does that powdery mildew affect the? It fruit? doesn't at
1: all. It doesn't no. at all. It's just Good. unsightly.
0: Yeah, and um, how dare it!
1: And there are a couple things you can unsightly. do to prevent it. Yes. So for next year, yes. Um, if you take neem oil mm-hmm. and baking soda and a little bit of dish soap, so like maybe like a, a couple teaspoons of neem oil, a couple teaspoons of baking soda, and a couple drops of Dish soap. Okay. Like a clear, a, a Castile dish soap is nice, but sure. any kind of clean dish soap would be great because the dish soap helps um, this attach to the leaves and then fill it with water. So, like to a gallon, add water up okay. to a gallon and then put it in your sprayer and spray the leaves starting around 4th of July.
0: Okay. And then you won't get this mildewy. You won't off get of as
1: much. Okay. You won't get okay. as much. I've got a little bit, but not as much as I've had in the past, especially I mean, considering how, but I've been
0: diligent this year on spraying that stuff was like It was like, it, it, was, it took place in like a blink too. Mm-hmm. I feel like one day it was fine and the next day it was just completely covered. Yeah. Just cut them off. Great. Cut
1: off those leaves and throw them away. Don't put them in the compost pile. Great.
0: Throw them away. Good to know. Good to know because yeah. I imagine it'll contaminate everything in there. Yeah. Yeah. Evil, awful, powdery mildew. That's what I'm going to start using as like an insult for somebody that cuts me off in traffic. Mm-hmm. You powdery mildew. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Yeah, It's creative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's your garden doing? Oh, it's calling- aside from your little miniature Roma tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> right beside that, Besides that it's going great.
1: You know, one thing I really want to celebrate is my zinnias are really coming in right now. Oh, so gorgeous. we just got to keep our fingers crossed for a late frost so I can enjoy them oh. as long as possible. Yes, please. I'm um, always so, I never plant enough. I'm just so grateful. They're just really coming in great. And then do you, I have Autumn Joy Sedum. Oh. Which is a kind of a succulent plant that will bloom in late August, early September. Oh. And it has a beautiful sort of pinkish mauvey color to it. So oh. I love that coming in. How gorgeous. And my sunflowers are really stunning this year. How lovely. After the hailstorm, which killed them all. Yep. I replanted quickly on July first. And now they are just they're just stunning. And How I have not, I'm fabulous. knocking on wood here. I have not had a squirrel problem with them. <gasps> What did you do? I think it's because they're, I think the squirrels gave up on my garden this year. I haven't really seen that many squirrels around. And I think because my garden is so late, they have moved on to other gardens. They were like, never mind. She's yeah, not ready don't, yet. You don't have it. So How maybe they'll start coming in. I don't know. But they are, I have these, I have Russian mammoths that are just tall and straight and oh, beautiful. gorgeous. I have um, red velvet. Ooh. And then I have Lemon Queen, and they oh. are just beautiful.
0: Those Lemon Queens are so pretty. That the color of them yeah. is just incredible. Yeah. So yeah. happy about it all. Um, I do have to say that I've had a
1: weird cucumber year, which is that I have a lot of vine, and the vines are looking really great, but yeah. for some reason I forgot to train them up my little trellis. Okay. So they're all kind of spread out on the garden. So I can't tell... Where the cucumbers are until it's too late. Right. So there are these big, Ugh. huge, football-sized yellow things, and I go, oh, well, there's a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, they're ha- I'm throwing them all in the compost bin. Well, because what else are you going to do with them at that point? Yeah, which is probably maybe not a good idea, because maybe that will attract squirrels. I do not know. Well, but um,
0: Probably. Everything. Everything. Attracts those thing yeah. things. So
1: I've just had a very strange, very strange cucumbers and I am blessed with too many green beans and mm. too much basil. Mm. So I'm giving them, that's giving them away. That's
0: not a thing. That's not a thing. Just giving them away. Oh, so. that's so
1: gorgeous. Yeah, they're, those are coming in fantastic. Oh, that's so fabulous. Um, I've
0: never had success with green beans. Really? Really, truly. We tried it like maybe two, I, I want to say at least twice. We've tried green beans. Have you done the pole kind that have to travel up? Yes. And like attached them, you know, Uh to a little trellis. Like we put them over by our tomatoes and I don't know, they don't like me. And I really like them. And I don't, I don't understand where the miscommunication is happening. (laughs) Well, I've never done those kind. I've always
1: done bush green beans. Okay. And those seem to do pretty well for me. And I'm happy to share seed with you. Yes, I would I love to save a lot of seeds. In because fact, maybe yeah. that's my problem. Maybe I'm just planting the wrong Yeah, kind. try bush beans next year. I'll give you some seeds. They're one of the that. easiest things to grow. Like remember when you were in kindergarten? Yes. And you got the little styrofoam paper totally. cup with soil. That's and what and it would, was you'd put the bean in there and it usually was a green bean. That's so fabulous. And folks, if you want some green bean seeds, because I have a lot of them. Oh boy. May I suggest you join the Garden Party. Yes. Because depending upon what level you're in, you can get seeds from our gardens. Um, and all it means is you just got to throw a couple bucks our way to help us pay for the expenses of the podcast. And um, you can get seeds from our garden. You can get some fun merch like a coffee cup. I or, love my coffee cup. Or a tote or anything like that. And so. who doesn't need a good tote? That's right. So Everybody
0: always needs a tote.
1: Uh, show your support for Upside Down Tulips. Help us continue to keep sharing this with you by just clicking on the link in the show notes, or you can go to our website at UpsideDownTulips.com. And if there are words or terms you don't understand, you can also go to the Upside Down Dictionary on our website, UpsideDownTulips.com. Which is also, it's not just informative, it's also entertaining. Yes. (laughs) That's right. That's right. We try to have some laughs while we garden because goodness knows we got to have a sense of humor about it all. Absolutely. We need to laugh, and so do the plants. And that's one of the reasons why we do these fun pop plays. We have a brand new pop play, (laughs) handcrafted just for the gardener. It's the continuing saga of Johnny Hard Scribble, the sort of film noir, hard-nosed journalist who loves his sunflowers. (laughs) Enjoy!
2: in the heart of Denver, where shadows cling to the buildings like secrets and the neon lights of Casa Benito whisper promises of salvation and sopapillas. There's me, Johnny Hardscribble. I've reported on it all, from the darkest corners of corruption to the depths of despair. But amid the grit and grime of the mile-high city, there was one thing that keeps my spirit alive, sunflowers two things that keep my spirit alive. My cat, moonflower, and sunflowers. In this city, you've got to find your own slice of heaven. And for me, it's these sunflowers.
3: Wow!
2: They're my salvation in a world gone mad. Each morning, I step onto my balcony with a cup of coffee and a cigarette to bask in the golden glow of those blooms. Sunflowers, you see. They're my one source of solace in this city of perpetual shadows. A splash of color in a monochrome world, but someone's been nibbling at him slow and steady. Like any team playing the Denver Broncos. I knew I had to get to the bottom of this, and I had a hunch it was connected to Lila Rose. She had this way of slipping through the cracks like smoke in the night, and she'd been looking at my sunflowers a little too long lately. I followed her through the winding streets, the neon signs flickering like lost dreams. She led me to a rundown apartment building, the kind of place where hope checked out a long time ago. Aha! Caught you red handed, Lila Rose. You've been eating my sunflowers.
3: Why, Johnny? These are sunflower cookies. I baked them for you, because I know how much you love those damn sunflowers. I had to do something to get your attention, didn't
2: I? I should have known better. Lila Rose wasn't the type to get her hands dirty. No, it was something far smaller, far more devious, that was responsible for the nibbled petals. Then I remembered I had to get back home and feed Moonflower. What's, what's that moonflower? Out, out on the balcony?
3: <clears throat> she loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. Oh, she loves me not. She loves me. Ah,
2: <laughs> gotcha, red-handed squirrel. You've been eating my sunflowers.
3: Why, if it isn't Johnny Hard, Squibble. Oh, excuse me. Will I just take this sunflower head and slip away into the night? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
2: The truth will catch up with you someday, squirrel. I'm gonna tell the world about your exploits. In a city filled with shadows, you find your light and you hold on to it with all you've got. For me, that light is you, Moonflower, and these sunflowers. Together, we will find our redemption.
1: Did you grow pumpkins this year, Karen?
0: You know, I didn't. And we typically do. Yeah. And I'm pretty sad that we didn't. You know, when we went to go get some of our plants, they didn't have any pumpkins. Mm. So I don't know if we, if we, we missed the pumpkin rush. I don't know what the heck happened there, but we didn't get any this year. I had
1: some that got smooshed by the hailstorm on June 30th. So on July 1st, I replanted. And and I have a huge pumpkin patch. Oh, I went fabulous! A crazy, you know, and and it's at it's just beautiful. I'm so excited because I have three pumpkins <gasps> growing that I know of.
0: Oh, that's so lovely so, that I can see. I love it. That's so lovely. And yeah. the squirrels haven't gotten to them. Yeah,
1: no, 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 they haven't. Good, so good. That's good. So keep I think them, that's cool. Keep them hidden. I'd have to say, like, I've really gotten into growing pumpkins the past couple of years. And I don't know why, but I have a theory on why pumpkins are so
0: fun to grow. Yes, please.
1: Well, I think it is. is first of all, it's that vine is beautiful.
0: Oh, it is a gorgeous Just vine. The
1: leaves are so big. I agree. It grows so fast.
0: It really does.
1: And it's kind of fun to see like, I grew this big thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. My uncle, my uncle Lee, um, he was old Italian guy. He, he was a big gardener um, all of his life. And he would grow sometimes these pumpkins that he would have to move out of the garden with a wheelbarrow. I mean, they were humongous. He loved Halloween, too. So, of course, like carving a jack-o'-lantern was magnificent to do out of this huge gourd that he would get. I remember looking at one, one time when I was a little girl thinking, you grew that like I think that is a part of it. Is that they they can be so so massive? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, it's cool to grow a little cherry tomato.
1: Yes, but to grow something that big, and there have been studies that said that fall is the favorite season that folks have of all all four seasons. Yes, and that it's the most nostalgic. We feel the most nostalgic around fall, and the symbol of that.
0: Is the pumpkin. Agreed. And fall just started, right? Yeah. Uh, just yes, a couple days most ago. Yes, it certainly
1: did. So happy yeah. fall. Happy fall. Great time to talk about pumpkins. I love pumpkins. fall.
0: I really do. I fall into that category. I do oh, too. Oh, it's to my favorite. <laughs> <you> do. Oh, <laughs> nice. I see what you did
1: there. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. I always feel like, well, that's when I fell in love with Aww. my handsome and handy husband. Aww. That's when we got married. I love it. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice this time of year when... The average temperature is in the 70s. Yes. I mean, that's it's so just gorgeous. Perfect. It's
0: just perfect. Yeah. yeah. Perfect weather. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: F- football. Football happens in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all good stuff. <laughs> pumpkin spice.
0: Mm. Oh, no. You're not a PSL you know, person. I just sort of feel like the pumpkin spice <laughs> faction <laughs> has been really coming down hard. And man they like to press on you from all angles, right? <laughs> like it comes in your coffee, it's in your tea, it's in your muffins, it's in your bread. I mean, there's just it's a little too much. There's a little too much pumpkin spice going on. I find that interesting cuz you're such a big baker. I love baking it's and best. I love the smell of mm-hmm. it. Of course, it's a magnificent spell smell rather. But I don't want I don't want it in everything. I really don't want it in everything. I don't want to smell it everywhere I go. Right. You don't need pumpkin spice cereal no. or pumpkin spice toothpaste. No, or pumpkin spice deodorant. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Nobody needs this. I Come don't know. on. That
1: could be nice. Really? I
0: really? Yeah. You want to walk around smelling like a I would, yes, pumpkin pie? I like it. I'm for it. I would worry for your safety if you did. <laughs> People would be just taking bites out of you left and right. Well, there's no pumpkin in pumpkin spice. No, there isn't. It's just the spices just that make spice. pumpkin good. Yeah.
1: The word pumpkin originates from piopan, which means large melon in Greek. Yes, I
3: did know that.
1: It evolved to pom pom in French
0: and pompion in Britain, and the Americans later changed it to pumpkin. pumpkin. Did you know that the first time that the word pumpkin was used? Was actually in the fairy tale Cinderella.
1: I love that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That makes total sense though. Does That's it? Charles
0: Perrault, right? Yes. And he's
1: French. Yes.
0: So. Pumpkin. He uh, said it was a pumpkin.
1: A pumpkin is technically a fruit. Yes. Because it's got those seeds on the inside. And it is, um, it includes the family of cucumbers and melons. And a pumpkin is part of the berry family.
0: No, it's not. That one you just made up.
1: <laughs> it is. It's a fairy. Are
3: you,
0: really? Yes. Is it the... Is it...
1: It's something to do with like one one ovary that happens in the plant. Oh, how interesting. In the female part of the plant.
0: Well, and isn't it a true too that the female flower is only um, fertile for a couple of hours? Yes. So and it's like, that's it. So your bees have to be on it. Hurry. Or you have to hand pollinate. Yeah. Do you, you... have to get in there. Do you hand pollinate? I, d- I did not this year, but I think... Have the- you done it before? No. No. To me, that's like milking a cat. I don't even know how you <laughs> I would... think what you
1: do is you take... The difference between a male flower and a female flower is a female flower is going to have a little bulbousy end to it at the base of the flower. Okay. So then you need to take the male flower and like get... The pollen get it in, shake there. it, get it, in. get it on in there. <laughs> that's right. It makes some magic happen. And then, yes, when one male a pumpkin flower really loves another female pumpkin flower, they have a special hug.
0: Oh, that yes, that's right. That's right. That's how we explain it. That's exactly how we explain it. I I kind of love that that it happens by. I mean, it the chances of it with with the female flowers only being available mm-hmm. for a couple of hours is pretty, pretty incredible to me.
1: And that makes sense when I think about it now. Like, why do I have, like, I punted a lot that those, there are so many vines there, but I only have like three visible pumpkins. So that right. kind of makes sense. I, the I, magic of it all.
0: Totally. Yeah. It's so
1: cool. Scientists believe that pumpkins originated in North America about 9,000 years ago.
3: Wow.
1: And the oldest pumpkin seeds have been found in Mexico and date back to somewhere between 7,000 and 550 BC.
0: That is so cool. That is so cool. And I learned that every single part of the pumpkin is edible. The vine, the leaves, mm. the stem, all of it. The guts? The guts, all of it. You can eat of the course we know the seeds are. Yes. But like they're, it's all edible. Pepitos.
1: I was like, how fabulous is that? That is – that's an amazing plant. Who knew? I, I don't know what I would do with the vine though, but I guess if you're in a pinch – I mean you could you make could, a salad. You could make
0: a salad out of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. I don't know what it tastes like. Now I'm all curious to try. <laughs> to see what it tastes like. Yes, that's right. Um
1: of course people, you know, the the you want a sincere pumpkin patch. Not not a false one, not right. a The most sincere pumpkin patch is what Linus grew in the of Great of pumpkin. course, of course. It's a great pumpkin
0: Charlie Brown. It's so good. I love the great pumpkin. Um, they are also, um, they are also incredibly high in potassium,
2: which I, oh, I didn't
0: know before. Just like a that's, banana. Oh, that's There's good. really, really good for you. And you can eat
1: them after you carve
0: them. Yeah, absolutely. They're still good. Totally. Unless those, you know, naughty, awful... Squirrels have gotten their <laughs> teeth into them, which typically happens the moment they smell the flesh.
1: Do you know there's a there's a big trend in people doing um, proposals with pumpkins?
0: Oh, please explain this to me.
1: So, like, everybody wants to have the really great engagement story about how they were proposed to. Sure. And so what people are doing is they are um, making a small hole in the bottom of a pumpkin. Okay. And then sticking the engagement ring in it. All right. And then giving it to your intended... And then they will say, hey, let's carve this pumpkin. So you take out the top, you scoop out the seeds,
3: and ta-da! Okay, but then the ring is all covered in the slime and stuff. (laughs) It's so romantic. And you got, your hands are all a
0: mess. And you know how it leaves that awful, like, kind of sticky, gross film all over your... Mm -hmm. I'm having trouble understanding that one. I I wouldn't like that. It's what the kids are doing, Karen. Okay. Well, you know, that tells us a lot about the kids, doesn't it? Tells us a lot about them.
1: Should we talk about planting pumpkins or do you have some more
0: fun facts? No, I think the only other thing I have is about pumpkin seeds that also have other medicinal qualities as well. Said to be, you know, again, high in potassium and they're also, uh, they help with inflammation. That's good. Yeah. And I love them.
1: Well, friends, if you want to plant a pumpkin patch, which we strongly encourage you do, It's good to do it in early spring, or you can start your seeds indoors, or you can go ahead and buy a little seedling at your local nursery. Yep. Uh, Two to four weeks before your last frost of spring, if you live in a
0: cold region. Okay. So
1: our last frost is um, around May 10th-ish or Uh so. It's getting
0: a little- Right around Mother's Day-ish.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, So if you want to start them inside, think about end of April, early May to start them inside. I start mine, of course, I winter sow them in milk jugs is when I usually do this, just to get them going. And then I plant them in my compost pile. Oh, that's so smart. Um, They're typically planted in raised rows or hills because that allows the sun to warm the soil early in the spring um, because pumpkins do not like cold. Right. So um, if you plant four or five seeds per hill about an inch deep, and they say the hill should be placed four to eight feet apart. As the plants require a lot of
0: space to sprawl out. Because they get so big when you're lucky. They get so big. No, I
1: didn't do that. I planted my hills about six inches apart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And they're doing just fine. And they're doing just fine. They're doing just fine. fine.
1: They also say that you should uh, thin them out when they're two to three inches tall. Oh. And pick only the strong ones, which, of course, everybody knows I have very hard trouble thinning. I
0: really don't like to thin things out either. So I did
1: not thin. So that's – me. I don't know. Maybe that's why I only have three pumpkins growing because I have too much happening over there. I'm not entirely sure. Huh. Um, uh, When your space is limited, though, you can train them on a trellis
0: or you can train them in a circle. You know, I've done that before. Nice. So we had them like kind of up against our fence of Uh our garden, and then we were able to train them all the way around the perimeter of the garden. That was the the best year that we had for pumpkins. mm. I think we had like four or five that year. My vines are going everywhere. They're going into the driveway. They're all over the compost pile. (laughs) They're going
1: into the neighbor's yard. They are invading um, my tomato town. (laughs) <laughs> I did not do a good job of training my vines. They are taking over They're the They're wild. Thing. They're out of control. But they do kind of say you need about four feet by maybe 15 feet. That makes sense. To grow a pumpkin that patch. That sounds about right. Um, they can be grown in containers. Really? But you need really large pots to accommodate their mature size. Um, and um, that's why most people just choose to do them directly in the
0: earth. Yeah. In an open space. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I can't even see the, the size of a container that you would need for... Like, you know, like one of those big barrels. Okay. Yeah, that could work. Because that's about
1: the size of my compost pile. Or a trough. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. That would work. Yeah. yeah,
0: I get it. All right.
1: Well, when we come back, let's talk about how to care for your precious little precious little pumpkins. pumpkins. Yes. And then we'll tell you all the great fun things you can do with it. But Fabulous. First, Fabulous. Here's a fun pot play written by Karen Slag.
0: You've tried everything you can think of to keep those pesky squirrels away from your garden.
3: I've tried planting hot cayenne peppers, marigolds, and allium vinegar sprays. I even bought some bear urine from the internet. Nothing seemed to work. That was until I found the squirrel super blaster 2900.
0: From the same people who brought you the Ant Hill Eradicator 1800 and the Marauding Mice Annihilator 16 comes the Squirrel Super Blaster 2900. Say goodbye to Mr. Nice Guy and hello to your little friend. The Squirrel Super Blaster 2900 looks like a bazooka and it works like one too. Not only is it effective at eliminating those persistent plague-ridden pests, but it's fun for the
3: whole family. I love my Squirrel Super Blaster 2900. One shot with my Squirrel Super Blaster and those squirrels go flying so high, it's where they had wings. My son, daughter-in-law, and granddaughter love it too. Nothing beats an afternoon on the back porch blasting squirrels with your family. When you're done playing nice with natural repellents and are ready for
0: a blast, try the Squirrel Super Blaster 2900. Upside Down Tulips does not condone the use of a regular bazooka on any vermin or rodent. Please only use the Squirrel Super Blaster as directed. Using the Squirrel Super Blaster may result in extreme fun, possible eye injury, potential for blast back, property destruction, and incontinence. UDT is not responsible for any of these problems or any other problems, ever.
1: So you planted your pumpkins, you got your little seedlings, you have thinned them out because you're a ruthless, cold-hearted person. <laughs> Heartless, <laughs>
0: awful human. <laughs>
1: And now, so here are some of the things to do to help make your sure your pumpkins thrive. Uh, one thing is that pumpkins need full sun. Yes, so at least six hours of light per day. Wow, um, mine are actually in kind of I don't know. Sometimes it where my compost pile is. There's a tree that's growing nearby that gets bigger and bigger, so it's a little shady at times. Is it? But it's still doing fine. Doing so. Great. Um, They people say this, this is what people say to do, and then here's what reality is they say you should turn your pumpkins once a week to keep their growth
0: symmetrical. No, I don't think anybody's gonna go out there and turn a pumpkin. It's, I just, I'm just worried about breaking it off. Oh, I know, I would be terrified that it would just come right off. I'm pretty sure my uncle did. Um, because he didn't like it when they would get the flat sides, and that is one way to sort of prevent them becoming misshapen, Mm -hmm. is to just turn them, you know, gravity does a number on us all, including (laughs) the pumpkins. That's
1: right. I like its unique
0: little shapes that they make. I do too. I really do too.
1: I one had, one time had one that was like growing through, um, the fence and had all these, (laughs) and and I pulled it out and it looked like Walter (laughs) Mapa. So I kind of think that's fun.
2: Uh,
1: Pumpkins do want rich, loamy, well-draining soil. So it's a good idea to, uh, before you plant, put in some organic matter like peat moss or compost. That's why I just grow it straight in my compost pile. It must
0: just be in heaven in there.
1: It's where I have room. It's super happy. Um, It is important, though, to make sure that you give it uh, plenty of
0: water. Yes. It requires a lot of water. It's like 90% water. Upon I pumpkin. know, and which makes it also really, really good for you, you know, oh, in sure. terms of eating.
1: Uh, one to two inches of water per week, especially when they're blooming and setting fruit. Goodness. So, um, and try to do it with a drip irrigation, a uh, ground level, mm-hmm. uh, so that you're not watering the leaves because if you water the leaves, you have more likely a chance to get.
0: That awful powdery mildew.
1: <laughs> That's right. Very good. Evil,
0: awful powdery mildew.
1: <laughs> Um, they feed they're hungry, they eat a lot, so make sure that you give them plenty of food, especially if you want the bigger pumpkins.
0: Um uh so make sure you're fertilizing. Right. Well and steroids, if you want the really, really <laughs> that's big right, ones. That's yeah, right. steroids are good.
1: Um and then um like all like squash, they need a lot of heat to produce fruit. So they grow best at temperatures between 65 and 95 Fahrenheit. That's quite a swath. Yeah, that is. That's
3: pretty true. It's a nice that's right.
1: swath
0: of temperatures.
1: Um, if you Oh, for feeding, I was going to say this. Make sure you use a high nitrogen feeder. That's a 10-5-5 ratio. Oh. So lots of nitrogen for huh. it. Huh. Um, especially when they're about a foot tall. Once ah. they get to be a foot tall, make sure you're feeding them a lot. Interesting. Um and if you're not seeing bees around there, you're going to have to get
0: in there and self-pollinate. I mean, just get in there. <laughs> Introduce that male flower to the female mm-hmm. in that short little window of time that you have. Yeah, that two-hour time. I mean, my goodness. Yeah.
1: Um, now, there are some things that that love pumpkins as much as we do, which are squash bugs. And this, I think, is might have been what was happening to our... Zucchini, the past couple years, also. Squash bugs can also attack it. Um, They affect young plants, causing them to wilt and die. And the best preventive measure is to inspect your plants and pick off if you see any red eggs or grayish insects. Those are probably the squash bugs. Okay. Neem oil is nature's way of getting rid of that naturally. Sure. So that's why I spray neem oil, baking soda,
0: and dish soap. Because not only will that prevent the powdery mildew, but it will from the squash bugs as well. Great. Um,
1: cucumber beetles are a small striped beetle that will eat holes in the leaves and cause them to yellow and wilt. Oh. And you can prevent this by putting row covers over, but sometimes I just feel like that you're just trapping the bugs inside. Yeah, the row I agree.
0: Cover. I think you're just, <laughs> you just built them a roof. Yeah. That's what you did.
1: And then you'll have to take them off so the bees can get in to pollinate. Yeah, I don't so. like it.
0: I don't like it. Yes. And then, of like course, as we have
1: said, powdery mildew Um, but fortunately it's rarely fatal powdery mildew it just doesn't look good it doesn't look pretty
0: Yeah, it doesn't look pretty and it makes i i always worry about the fruit i'm always like oh god is the fruit okay is everybody okay (laughs) because it doesn't it doesn't it just doesn't look right it makes the plant look sick yeah um
1: do you when you grow pumpkins do you just let the vines continue to grow or do you prune the vines i just let the vines go just that's, let them be. Me too, but yeah. people say that you're also supposed to prune them. Um, if you want to help keep control of the si- the size of the vine, and, then okay. you, and you want larger plants. So that would make sense. Lar- sense. And larger fruit.
0: Right? Yeah. Like if you have, for instance, your three, if you cut the vines, then will those three just yes. get bigger? Yes. So that's kind of lovely if you want to, you know, enter into any crazy pumpkin okay. contests.
1: Wait until they're ten feet long before you start pruning, okay um, and when you do when you do harvest the pumpkin now this is a long season experiment that you have. Um, some pumpkins need ninety to one hundred and ten days to mature. Wow, so if you're a short season climate, make sure you choose a variety that will take time to mature in your garden. Um, don't harvest too early or they will be more challenging to deal with sure um. They won't they won't uh, last as long if you harvest them early uh-huh um, and they won't taste as good yeah that makes sense um, some people put a piece of cardboard or a wooden box or a board underneath the pumpkin to prevent it from rotting while it matures okay um, but wait until the cut co- this is what they say wait until the color is uniform all orange yeah depending on the, and, and then yeah. and then um, harvest
0: it try to get the stem to be a good four to five inches right. I definitely know you don't want to trim the stem too close because it'll cause the pumpkin to die.
1: Yes. Yeah. It means that if there's any disease in that stem at all, it'll all die in the stem and it won't venture into Corrupt, your pumpkin at yep. all. Um, and they also say, wait for the, if there are any tendrils that are closest to the pumpkin to turn brown.
0: And that's oh. the peak time to harvest. Oh, that's a smart little tip and trick.
1: Uh, last year I did not do that. I, as soon as they started to turn very, the most little bit orange, I started harvesting them. Yeah, because of the squirrels.
0: I know those damn squirrels.
1: As soon as I <sighs> them, they would just. They, I saw them eviscerate. Yeah, pumpkins. Like one day it was there, and the next day just all I saw were a couple carnage, seeds. just a couple seeds. Oh god, that's awful.
0: Oh, that's just awful. Like they must
1: have had a huge party.
0: I would imagine they did. Yeah. They were like, "Come on over." <laughs>
1: Um, they can withstand a light frost, but not a hard frost. Yeah. So um, you want to, you want to, and a hard frost would be like, I'm going to say like the low twenties, don't you think, Karen? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Um, cut them off the vines with a pruner, and try not to hold the pumpkin by the by s- the stem. Yeah. Yeah, you want to hold it by its
0: butt. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like not a, a baby.
3: That's right. Don't so yes. hold the baby
0: by the top yes. of the head. You hold it by the butt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, they will not, usually they will not store through the winter. So they're not like a regular, like a butternut squash. Right. Um, you, sh- um, you should be able to hold onto them for maybe about a month or two. Um, and just place them in a warm, sunny spot and space them far enough so they don't touch.
3: No touching. Yes. <laughs> That's right. No touching.
0: Uh, what are some of the favorite things you love to do with your pumpkins? Well, hmm. there are some crazy things that some people do with their pumpkins. There are these fabulous pumpkin pyramids that they build new hampshire has a good one at the let it shine pumpkin festival this thing was just a tower of gourds um then there's this huge fully lit jack-o'-lantern pyramid that i saw pictures of that took place at a festival in atlanta It was incredible, and I also thought it's exceedingly dangerous. I just hope that the fire department was all just standing by ready. Because at any moment, that pyramid could just topple over. With lit candles inside inside it. Oh, that sounds fun, though. Oh, and it was so pretty. The pictures of it were so pretty. There's, um, of course, the ginormous pumpkin regatta Mm -hmm. in Sugar House, Utah, which I that is fascinating, where you just take these big pumpkin Carcasses and just <laughs> canoe down a river. I mean, it's fascinating. That's fascinating <laughs> to me. What I love too is that
1: they'll have people who'll be like dressed in pumpkin in the pumpkin, so they're they're using the pumpkin as a boat. But then they also like their shorts are pumpkins. <laughs> pumpkins,
0: yeah. They're they're really pumpkins. There's like pumpkin drops. Of course, which is just essentially dropping huge pumpkins onto other ob- objects to mm-hmm. smash Always them. Always fun. Yeah, of course. Pumpkin chunking. Pumpkin chunking, that's right. And there's also the ones that they fill with candy, kind of like a pinata. So when you're smashing oh, the pumpkins, then the pumpkin explodes with oh, candy I everywhere. That. I do oh, love that one so too. that's so fun with kids. Yeah, that sounds fabulous. And then also, only in America, of course, some people carve pumpkins with guns. And I'm like, how, how does that really, to me, that just sounds like a squirrel came up with that and was like, hey,
3: yeah, carve
0: this pumpkin with a gun, <laughs> just explode it so I can have it.
1: Yeah, especially if you had like, it'd have to be a gun, like it could be like a like a, a, an automatic, it'd have to be like a very tiny, so you could like be Like a little twenty-two precise. or something. Yeah, yeah. right. Like yeah. a Derringer.
0: A Derringer, <laughs> that's right, that's right. There's some fabulous pumpkin festivals also throughout the world. The largest pumpkin festival is in Ludwigsburg, Germany, at the Ludwigsburg Palace Gardens. There's 450,000 pumpkins at oh. this festival, and it what? runs from August through December. Half a million pumpkins. Half a million pumpkins in this one wow. palace gardens wow. in Germany. I thought that was fascinating. There's also the great Australian pumpkin roll, which is similar to the rolling of the cheese wheels, mm-hmm. uh, but with pumpkins. And I just hope nobody's at the bottom of that hill. Yeah,
1: down a big, steep hill. Yeah,
0: very scary. Oh. Oh, and they're only gaining momentum. That's right. That's kind of terrifying to me, to be honest.
1: Uh, you cook with pumpkins? I cook with pumpkins, yeah. Uh, there's a big trend now that people say cook, don't carve.
0: Your pumpkins. You know what? I'm in the camp of carve then cook. Yes, me
1: too. Yeah, because pumpkins b- contain ninety two percent water, and we're spending all these resources on it. Then yeah. they should provide some other use. Um, but if depending upon, um, so you could paint your pumpkin and For then, sure, and then enjoy it and yeah, eat it absolutely. after Halloween. Or if you don't have, if you know, if you don't put candle in it, I use like fake candles uh-huh. in my pumpkins. Then you can. A day or two after that, just
0: cook enjoy, it up.
1: Enjoy it up. Absolutely. Um, uh, the flesh is the part that's attached to the skin, so if you you can roast it, mm-hmm. peel away the skin, and
0: you got a hunk of delicious pumpkin. Totally. Stuff. I typically treat pumpkins just like I do butternut squash or any mm. other kind of squash, where you're just looking for that wonderful, fabulous, delicious flesh. Yeah, great for soup. Oh, yeah. Great for
1: gnocchi. You gave oh, me a great.
0: Absolutely. Uh, risotto. hmm uh,
1: The one thing I think is interesting is that I didn't find that pumpkin pie uh, using real pumpkin was very successful in the past, but then I realized, I discovered I was doing it wrong.
0: Uh-oh.
1: Because there's so much water in a pumpkin yes. that when you get the pumpkin pie can, it's actually dehydrated. Correct. Yes. So you can make a pumpkin pie out of your own pumpkin but you have to dehydrate it or squeeze out all that excess all that water. Extra. Just let it yeah. drain in like a metal sieve yeah. and squeeze it all out so for, a a like, too, for, a for a long time too. For a long time. time. So it looks like the consist if it looks like the consistency of your canned pumpkin then you're on the right track. I agree. Otherwise you're going to have a mess which I've done before. Oh my gosh. Terrible pumpkin pie. Yeah,
0: no thanks. Uh how do you do your seeds? Well, I they're so super easy and they're so super delicious. You just, you know, you Get them without all the flesh. You wash them up. You dry them really, really well. Make sure they're dried really well. Then you can put them in the oven. I like to roast mine with some olive oil and tamari, Ooh. which is so tasty. What do you like to do? With I yours?
1: put I soak mine in warm water with some salt for 24 hours. Yeah, smart. And then I drain the water off and I lay them on a cookie sheet to dry overnight. Dry, dry, dry. Yes. Make sure and, they're super dry. And then dry. I like to do yes, olive oil.
0: Yes. Salt and pepper. Nummies. can you know, I do it 20 to 30 minutes at 400 degrees. Yeah. That's about what I do for roasting them as mm-hmm. well. And you can really put anything you want on them. Whatever you like. Yeah. You can put Cinnamon pumpkin sugar. spice. <laughs> okay, people? Would
1: that be okay, Karen? For the
0: pumpkin spice brigade okay out there? Pumpkin spice I mean, pumpkin seeds. for people, if it, you know... I'm not going to, I'm not going to yuck your yum, but it's not my, I I prefer tamari.
1: (laughs) The best ones for cooking are Cinderella.
0: Yes. Um,
1: Lumina, which is a white pumpkin.
0: Oh, I love the white pumpkins.
1: And sugar pie. Yes,
0: of course. Doesn't that one make sense that the sugar pie would be for eating? They're smaller. So smaller ones are better for pie. This is true. And they tend to have more flesh, the
1: smaller Mm -hmm. ones. The best ones for carving are Connecticut Field. Uh, which is the most common grown commercially for Halloween use. oh, huh. Jack-o'-lantern, that's what I grow. Yes. Jack-o'-lantern, a botanical interest, aptly named, and then howden, h o w d e n, which will have um, the the variety is slightly
0: elongated huh. and the flesh, but it's also good for cooking. Nommies, I love it all. Did you know that Illinois actually is the like state that well, they have all of the pumpkins? Pretty much in the whole wide world. Really? Yeah. They produce like 95% of the pumpkins.
1: That's interesting. And it's the
0: home of Libby.
1: That makes total sense. Doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. And I was like,
0: what is it about an Illinois soil that really likes it a lot? But it's in Morton, Illinois.
1: If you want your jack-o'-lantern to last longer, spray it with a water bleach mixture.
0: Yes. That'll help hopefully with the stupid squirrels Mm -hmm. too.
1: Also what will help with stupid squirrels? is um, Vaseline. Yes.
0: In theory. Yeah, which is really (laughs) gross. And yeah.
1: Or pepper spray.
0: Pepper spray is good. Or bear piss. Oh. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. You can get your hands on it. Or don't get your hands on it, actually. Just, you know, spray it out of something.
1: So uh, we hope folks are inspired to grow their own pumpkin patch next year. A sincere one. Yes, the most sincere, the pumpkin, most sincere patch of them all. pumpkin patch. You're never gonna believe what time it is. What time is it? It's mailbag time. Ding dong. <laughs> ring ring. Ring ring. That's right. It's ring <laughs> ring. Ding dong. It also works
0: too. Lord.
1: <laughs> uh, we have a fun letter this week, friends, from uh, Laura from Denver who wrote us early on in this summer she wanted to learn how to grow a sunflower circle because she wanted to have a beautiful sunflower hut that she could have dinner parties in. And so it was super fun to talk about the different ways that people could do that and what like a great way to make a little fort for children. I oh gosh
0: I just love that idea on so many levels. How beautiful that is. And to she just did sit it amongst them.
1: She did it. she did it and she wrote us to tell us what happened.
0: Dear upside-down tulips, well, it's been an interesting summer with the sunflowers, squirrels, and grasshoppers. I planted four varieties, pure-cut, gold life, medium height, pure-cut red, medium height, ice cream, short, and then a friend gave me some seeds for the giant ones. They got 14 (sighs) feet high. Wow. Whoa. The giant ones grew taller than my house. (laughs)
1: Wow, fun.
0: Wow. The squirrels began helping themselves to the juicy young seeds, and for a while I fought them head on. One day I got into a yelling match with one persistent little fella. I swear he weighed 20 pounds, so fat from the bounty. (laughs) But I also noticed other things. The squirrels would gnaw off an entire head of the stalk. Which was really upsetting to me. Mm-hmm. But then I noticed that new buds began forming at the leaf junctures, so these headless stalks grew little flowers up and down. Nature's pretty incredible mm-hmm. in that way. That's sweet. Some of the fallout from the hungry squirrels, oh, there's a horrible picture here of just oh, an no. absolute sunflower disaster. Oh, they have wreaked havoc. you know, what's oh, so awful. cute too is that
1: she's got this little, in these pictures, in this beautiful sunflower circle, she's got these little chairs and a table. Like, wouldn't that be fun it's to sit It's such a there beautiful
0: and... setting. Then you walk out and the squirrels and have decimated The table it.
1: is just full it's of just,
0: shredded seeds. It's awful. And, and she continues, in this debris, I noticed a grasshopper casually strolling across the table, periodically stopping to munch on a leaf. And I could see there was a large game of nature afoot. This allowed me to stop fighting the squirrels and simply enjoy the circle of nature. Uh. Most of the sunflowers are spent now, but for a time, the bees had a heyday. I hosted one dinner inside the flowers and did some witchy spell work under the full moon rising. I'll definitely be planting one again next spring and perhaps try planting something elsewhere. Sweet corn? (laughs) To hopefully distract the squirrels. Thanks for all the encouragement you've given. I love you, ladies. Laura.
1: That's so nice. So lovely. I love it so much. And you know, what I think is also kind of fun is that, you know, I've tried to do that too, is to try to just just detract the squirrels. Yeah. You can have this.
3: Yeah.
0: Leave this alone. Yeah. They don't typically fall for that. (laughs) I've noticed because they're jerks, they're Um, just. You know, the rules don't apply to them. They're privileged little jerks. Those pictures are beautiful. Oh, they really oh, are. Hey,
1: uh, Laura, I'll ask you separately if I can post those on Facebook because I oh. think people would love to see oh, those pictures. Oh, I think pictures. they would get a kick out of them. Yeah, and yeah, yeah.
0: that sunflower circle just looks so beautiful. Yeah. It's such a wonderful idea.
1: Well, friends, if you've ever done a sunflower circle or you want to tell us about your sunflowers or your pumpkins, we want to hear from you. Please, you can write to us at UpsideDownTulips.com or um, UpsideDownTulips at Gmail.
0: Christy, with fall upon us now, I am in desperate need of some inspiration.
1: I have some inspiration from Henry David Thoreau. Oh, perfect. He says, I would rather sit on a pumpkin and have it all to myself Then be crowded on a velvet cushion. Oh, I love that so much. (laughs) Just don't squish the pumpkin. Don't squish the pumpkin.
0: Make sure it's a really big pumpkin. (laughs) That's
1: right. Oh, everyone, thanks so much for listening. You've reached the end of Upside Down Tulips this week. We are Karen Slack and Christy montour Larson.
0: And if you got some laughs and some sort of value out of this week's episode, could you please do us a favor?
1: Hit that subscribe, like, or follow button wherever you listen to your podcast.
0: Thank you so very much to Denise Gentilini for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song.
1: If you want to hear more of her fabulous music, go to denisegentilini.com or you can find that link at UpsideDownTulips.com.
0: And super duper thanks for the many talents and wonderful kind hearts of John Moore and Edith Weiss. Join us in two weeks for another episode that will delight and amaze you.
1: And don't forget, Karen, if you make a mistake, your
0: garden will forgive you.
3: Upside Down Tulips.